You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the fish tank right here on the Miami Don't Dolphins Podcast on, Network, Seth Levin, OJ McDuffie, Juice. We're back in the Wingfield living room. Man, back in the building again, man. You know how it is, man. Getting back in the building is always important to us. And, of course, when you get a great guest, man, it's even more important. It is. The Baptist Health Studios have been kind to us. The guests have been even more kind. I hope that is the case today. But very excited to welcome Alfred. Can I say the full name? Alfred Santaseri Third. Make sure you, you know, it's not his dad, it's not grandpa. The third joins us in the tank. And, you know, so title, I want to make sure I get the title right. Is it Senior Director of Publications? You got it right. For the New York Yankees. For the New York Yankees, yeah. Juice. But there is a Dolphins connection, and we're excited to talk big about it connection. today. Big time connection. Big Seth and Big Al back together again. <laughs> he was Big Al before you gave big, me Big, big Seth. Seth. Right. So I, did you just die when you, when you heard the fish tank <laughs> for the first time, and Juice called me Big Seth? Did you, like, yeah. lose your I, shit? I did. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But, you know, the only, you know, the only problem is I still haven't gotten my Big Seth shirt yet. Right. So oh. I'm, you know, Wait, I go did you the... place an order? Like, are we behind? No, I just on... expected to get it for free, <laughs> oh, okay. you know, because, you know, we're, we're so it's bad enough now. I put my mug on a shirt. <laughs> the fact, Juice, that if I pay for someone and send them a big set, that might be a little, a little bit too yeah. little much. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I a just, little too. Yeah. Even for me. Around the holidays, I just assumed, you know, there, there'd be a couple of those in the mail. Well, well, I mean, did it, we'll talk a little bit about when you guys work together, but did it? Did you do those type of things when you work together or no? I no, I don't think so. I was making like twenty two thousand dollars a year. Right. Harvey Green yeah. should have been doing that. Yeah. You say, man. So, all right. Well, look, with with a title like senior director of publications for the New York Yankees, the New York Yankees, by the way, like you know, that's that's a pretty <laughs> big deal. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, well, what the hell is he doing on a Dolphins show? In fact, I you know probably some people somewhere in the building they're like, where right. the hell do they book a Yankees guy uh, on a Dolphins show? But the truth is that we're going to establish a little Finn's credibility here because Absolutely. you do have a familiarity with this organization. I do. So the biggest thing, of course, is that I was the media relations intern in 2002. That is big. Uh, worked for uh, the legendary Harvey Green, yeah. legendary Neil Gaukis, and even more legendary <laughs> Seth Levitt, who <laughs> wasn't so legendary maybe. then. No, I wasn't. You know, now he's big it. time. But, you know, that was a dream come true for me because, like you, uh, I learned this recently. We have something else in common. I also wore a, a chain with a Dolphins. Did you uh, wear it outside of the shirt, though? Were you cool enough? To yeah, wear it I did. I did. And like you, when I got hired as the media relations yeah. intern by the Dolphins, took it off. Put it in the draw at home and, and left it there. The draw. draw. That's what yeah, the draw. Well, I'm from Jersey. Right. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My wife still, you know, teases me yeah, about there that. There is an R. Well. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 spelling maybe is not my thing. Feel free thing, to but, use it. You, you know. Like it. It's in right. spelling not as Yeah. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. So right. that was 2002. So that was 2002. And, um, you know, as you and I have talked about so many times, that, that was a real kind of seminal moment in my life and, and time in my life. I did grow up as a Dolphins fan in New Jersey, grew up in an Italian family in New Jersey, all 
big Giants fans in the 80s and they were winning Super Bowls and, you know, had all the legendary players and the coach and all that other stuff. My grandfather lived in South Florida when I was growing up, came down a lot for, to see him, you know, at Thanksgiving. Uh, not really sure how the heck he got these crazy good tickets on the 50-yard <laughs> line at the Orange Bowl. But good tickets at the Orange Bowl were like being at a high school football game. Yeah, like, man. I was as, as close as I am to Juice right here from, you know, the guys sitting on the, on the bench and right. Dan Marino. Unfortunately, and the urinals were also like being at a high <laughs> yeah. school football game. Yeah, very there. true. Was, yeah, I don't remember that detail. The quite what they have here now at Hard Rock State. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, a little That's different. Right. But, uh, you know, it, it was just a memory that, you know, as seven, at seven years old, it stuck with me. Seeing Dan Marino throwing that football down the field and Duper and Clayton and just the and, kind of the magic else? of that anybody place. He wasn't there not, yet. Not the oh, Orange Bowl yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know no. your Dolphins history. I mean, how old do you think he is? He's, you know, he wasn't playing yeah, in 86. Oh, Vernon Carey was parking cars. Yeah, So that was just a real special moment. And it just catapulted. It created this great connection to my grandfather, to my dad, who, you know, converted to the Dolphins just because he knew how much it meant to me. He knew that, you know, when I made up, uh, Big Al the second getting it right. Yeah, you know when I when I couldn't go to school on Mondays when you guys lost. Thank you for that. You know, <laughs> Damn, uh, now, now yeah, now that's Marino's fault. Yeah, yeah exactly. Juice, that's stuff. <laughs> now he you playing. Yeah. So that was you know that was it, and and you know I had always kind of wanted to work for the Dolphins and for the Yankees, and there's not a lot of people that have that opportunity to do both. It, you and Harvey Green, out. I yeah. think. Yeah, that's I think you're it. right. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember vi- vividly, you know, being in my apartment. I was at St. Thomas University Graduate School and being in my apartment there on, a, on an afternoon. And Seth calls me and I already interviewed with you and tells me I'm going to work for the Dolphins and work for you. And there's a real dream come true. It was an amazing experience. And uh, and you made it even more memorable. Yeah, I bet. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into all of that. Yeah. I'm sure we will. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, Max. I, I, I learned early on, Big Seth, about you know, what type of fans we have. We're on the road, every single city we went to, the hotels we stayed at, there yep. were a lot of Dolph fans there. And I was going to ask you about the whole Jersey to Miami thing because, you know, yeah, you're in giant country and you are a Dolph fan, but I get it now. Now that you were coming down and visiting your grandfather and you had, I mean, hell, you couldn't get 50-yard line seats for the Giants, I'm sure, couldn't at that point. Any couldn't get any seats. <laughs> couldn't get any seats. Yeah, you got 50-yard line, lines in the yeah. Orange Bowl. With the Dolphins, with your grandfather, man, that's, that's pretty huge, man. So you've been a Dolphin fan forever and, you know, pretty much dedicated your life at, at one point to work for him. I did. And, you know, I, I always talk to my, you know, I teach a class now at, at St. John's University. I always talk to my students about, you know, you got to be flexible. You yeah. can't work. You can't have a team that you dream of working for like Seth Levitt or me and, and just put all your, you know, all your, uh, eggs in that one basket. And I really didn't do that. I had worked for the Orioles before that, and that wasn't my team, but it was a great experience and worked for the Orange Bowl before, you know, when I, when I was here. But at the same time, you know, when I got to St. Thomas University, I did talk to people who had connections with the Dolphins and there was some serious networking going on there. And, you know, it's more than a bucket list thing. It's a, it's something 20 years late, literally 20 years later, I look Get back old. on with, yeah, with, <laughs> I know, I didn't need you to tell me that, but, you know, I look well, back on with, in here every yeah, day, so, you, know. you know, we figured that we'd extend the invitation. Absolutely. But I look back on it with great pride to have been a part of the organization in a small role, whatever it was, just, it, it stayed with me forever and it's, it's really special. 
Did you choose St. Thomas to, you know, you said you really You're didn't put all your eggs. Yeah. Right. But did you choose St. Thomas because you had heard perhaps there were connections <laughs> to the Dolphins? The Dolphins used to practice at St. Thomas University? I got into Temple in Philadelphia. I get into St. Thomas and a couple other schools. I, I won't mention, you know, the the other f- state school in Florida, not yours, but I wasn't <laughs> going to go there because I knew you'd never hire me. <laughs> Is that what I was, so, oh, you were yeah, targeting me. But, you know, I loved Miami. I, I, I always, you know, coming down here for games, it was a place that I wanted to be right. um, and that I kind of dreamed of being. So Temple maybe was a better school. St. Thomas maybe, maybe had a better program. I got okay. into University of Miami too. St. Thomas program was really good. The yep. sport management right. program was sports administration program was really, really great. I was fortunate to get in and there was no way I wasn't going there. And if I told you that it had nothing to do with aspirations of working for the Dolphins, I would be lying to you. Yeah, you can't come in here lying <laughs> so in the tank. I, I, you I don't not, accept that. No, I it did have something to do it, with it. It's interesting sure. you say that though, because when I first met Harvey Green and I was going to intern with the Cavaliers. Harvey told me, go anywhere. It doesn't matter the sport. And I, I was putting all my eggs in the Dolphins basket. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to go work for, certainly didn't want to go work for like the Buffalo Bills or some team in Green Bay or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. And I didn't want to work in baseball. Sorry. I know, you I know. know. <laughs> I remember that. We'll get in all this. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did. I kind of put all my eggs in. And Harvey's like, no, you shouldn't do that. Ended up working out for me. But I always pull this quote from Mark Dixon, who was a fish tank favorite. We talk about all the time, typically his basketball prowess. But Mark would say, don't have a backup plan because you'll use it. So my my mother would always say, you got to have a plan B. You got to have a plan B. Mark Dixon, I don't know if the kids should follow that or not. Mark Dixon would say, don't have a backup. I don't know if the kids should be listening to this. I don't know. Don't Don't have a backup plan because we'll use it. And so I didn't. Sounds like maybe you didn't either, but it worked out for you. It did. And, you know, I, I was a little different from you in the respect that, and people ask me us all the time, like, you, you plan to work for the Yankees, right? And like, cause that was my team growing up too. You know, right. I, I, I know I had more passion for the Dolphins. I cried more tears when they lost or was happier when they won than I was with the Yankees. And part of it was the Yankees, I guess kind of spoiled their fans to an extent yeah. too with all the Plus championships and stuff. Some fucking games who cares right, right. exactly that, that, sorry no 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 i, I agree you're not supposed to agree to them. well <laughs> you gotta go back to but work. it's true yeah but i but i will say people do say to me all the time like was was that the only team you want no yeah. you know i wasn't like if i don't you know stick with the dolphins or go to the yankees the yankees was one of many teams that i had worked uh, that i had wanted to work for i would have worked anywhere i was different right. from you if the green bay packers had hired me i'd be in green bay right now yeah, probably not cold, doing this pod- podcast new york's cold too but it just so happened when i worked for the orioles i met the yankees pr guy you know how the the home pr team helps the the visiting sure. team so much and just stayed in touch with him when my internship was over with you um went to the super bowl in san diego did that whole thing and they had an opening as a media relations assistant yeah. And it literally just so happened that we had kept in touch. He interviewed me over the phone, called me a couple hours later, and hired me. So the idea of going from the Dolphins to the Yankees was not necessarily planned. Wasn't it in the blueprint? Wasn't in the blueprint. I had a backup plan. Okay. Uh, right. So, your so mom maybe the kids should have a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. But the good advice here that well, I'm I still teaching, is, Seth, yeah. so i got to say the right thing. <laughs> well, you did say the right thing, and it's that whole idea of building your network, right, right Juice? You know, right. you got to build your network, and those connections that you make last a lifetime, and the world of sports is so close-knit, and so many people know so many other people, and that if you 
if you set a fire somewhere, you know, that smoke's going to follow. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that is good advice. All right, we're going to take it back to Jersey. Yeah. I, he said Italian from Jersey. I was yeah. getting hungry. I yeah. was thinking mm-hmm. about some pasta <laughs> dinners and things. But uh, there's another guy that I think about that has a connection to Jersey, to the Giants, and to the Dolphins, whether I like it or not. Right. And that's mm-hmm. Bill Parcells. Yeah. And I feel you've got this epic <laughs> Bill Parcells story that has this whole arc. And it started at a very young age. It you did. Gotta share it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it was, <laughs> I was again, seven years old. It was a couple of months before I went to the game at, at the Orange Bowl. Oh, so you hadn't even fallen in love with the Dolphins. I was still in love with him. I was still in love with the Giants. Uh, I was still in love with Lawrence Taylor and Don't blah, meet blah, your blah. heroes. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but, you know, my dad would take me to Giants training camp. It okay. was at Fairleigh Dickinson University. His office was near there. My mom would drive me to his office. He would take a long lunch or whatever, bring me there. And, um, you know, and that was a cool thing as a seven-year-old to see these guys. And it was, yeah, and it was real. And I loved football. What was kind of neat about it, similar to like the, the orange bowl thing is they were like right there. I mean, they were like on top of you and they'd come out of this little gate and, the facility wasn't quite like the one we're at now. No, no, no. No, no, I'll tell you that. I mean, it was, yeah, it was like a little latch on the gate that the player would open up, the first player (laughs) off, and they'd come off. And I had, you know, my dad's like legal pad. And we didn't have things you'd, I remember when, when I worked for you and you, you like, like Juice said, you'd be in the hotel and you'd see all these helmets and I had a legal pad, but I had Phil Sims sign it and this person (laughs) sign it and all this guys and, so practice ends, and the, the first person off the field is, is Bill Parcells, and I'm like, oh my god! First guy and, and don't 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 hold <laughs> don't hold this against me. I was seven, Seth. I didn't know better. Maybe no, but, I'm not blaming you. And uh, you know, my dad's like, go go go. You know, yeah. and I was like, go up, and you know, I have my hand out with the with the pen and the you know, and and my dad always say, you know, don't just shove the thing in his face. And I ask him, hey coach, you know, can you sign this? And he actually, I mean, this kind of makes the story even worse, actually gestured like he was going to grab the pen. Oh, no. And I'm, you know, like shaking. I'm so excited. And he goes, let me, let me ask you something, son. You know, is that a, a, a girl shirt? Oh, no, he did. Yeah. He's seven years and, old. And I'm seven years old. And I don't even know what, like, I don't know that I've ever been challenged like that. So I said... Why and, would he say that? Well, for the record, it, it was a salmon-colored shirt. Not saying, you know, that's actually a line from Friends. I just saw that episode of Friends with, okay. where the characters were in that shirt. It was a salmon-colored shirt. And yeah. you know, when my mom listens to this, yeah. I'm, I'm still angry with her for buying that shirt for me. Yeah. I'm uh, your mom, you probably look yeah. good in it. Right? I, I, don't, I think so. And I was secure in it. Yeah. I'll say that that's too. bottom line. Yeah. Right up so, until that moment. Up until that moment. So is that, you know, is that a girl shirt? And I, and I was confident. I said, no, sir. This is my shirt. But again, let's get back to this. You know, can you sign this? You know, I want yeah. that autograph. You sure that's not a... That, oh. you what the hell's wrong with that? him, Jews? So I, so he says that and clearly has no interest in signing this thing. I'm like the only kid there. Yeah. So it would have been kind of easy, maybe. Right. He could have right. signed it and, and criticized your yeah, shirt. Yeah, exactly. Emasculated that was going to make him so, more of a man. So he goes, I can't, I can't. I got to get to the cafeteria. I can't. You know, I don't know what cafeteria he was talking about, but it wasn't one I was going to be at. That's a jerk move. <laughs> so this is the best part. It wasn't what I was going to be Yeah. So the best part of the story Come on, kid, is he, shirt. yeah. So the best part of the story, he walks past me and there's a car waiting for him. You know, the guy, the driver's in the car and he gets in the driver's, uh, the passenger seat, excuse me. And I'm still sitting there and I say, hey. With a blank sheet of paper. Yeah, with a blank sheet of paper. And your salmon colored shirt. And my salmon colored shirt. Hey, son, son. 
And I turn around. He's like, still calling me. He's like, let me ask you one more question. You have a sister? I said, no. He goes, well, I just assumed that was your sister's oh, shirt. Oh, man. That's and he pulls just away. Going on and on. So I walk That's away. That's some bullshit yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's seven years old. Yeah. Bill wow. Parcells. So that was it. My dad what made me feel egg. a lot better telling me, you know, he, you were the only guy he talked to. That didn't help much. <laughs> oh, big Al the second, man. I like it. He's right. You had, yeah. you know what? There's a billion people that have that lousy signature on that yellow right. pad. But how many people have that story? But, exactly. but it comes full circle. It comes full circle. Um, a couple of years after I, I took over the Yankees Publications Department, I created this piece called Art of Sport. Which we'll get to later. We'll get to. Yep. You've been a subject Absolutely. of that. Proud to Great have stuff. you in Thank there you. as well, of course. And uh, it's kind of it's this, this Q&A piece with non-Yankees, iconic athletes, dignitaries, coaches, whatever, that I started, and it kind of gave me an, an opportunity to interview people outside of the Yankees world sure. that I've always dreamt of meeting, interviewing, wanted to meet, right. interview. And don't so, give too much information I won't. on that, because you'll just fuck up our whole place. Yes, <laughs> I, I can do that. I can do that better than anybody. Uh, you, you know that. So. I'm just playing with no, you. No, it's all good. So, so uh, you know, for, for better or worse, I wanted to, you know, you wanted to get, wanted to get that. Yeah, yeah, I wanted my okay. pound of flesh. <laughs> I get it. And we had a mutual friend, a writer from the, from the New York Post, was really close with him, and he, he wrote some freelance stuff for me. And I basically said, "You ever want to write for me again? Set this you gotta up." Got to get me parcels. Yeah, and he got them for, for me. You. I drove up to Jupiter, Florida, and had breakfast with him. And it was a great interview. Gave me an hour and a half, everything about his life, and it was really fun and it's awesome. There was another Parcells moment at one point. He said, now I got a question for you. And he asked me this like crazy ass obscure question about like the 19, you know, 51 World Series. I didn't know the answer. Yeah. And he said, now it's your job to know this stuff, right? And I'm like, yeah, but Ooh. anyway, long story short, we had a I football. I can actually take that better than the shirts. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was my, that was yeah, that's a very coach-like thing. Right. So I had a football that we used. We had a photographer with us, and, and we did a photo shoot with him. And I had a football uh-huh. for a prop, but it really because I wanted that autograph yeah. that I never got all those football years ago. Football wrapped in yellow legal paper. Yeah. I got we, yeah. I got you. So we get done, and I tell him the story. I said, now I got one more story for you, Coach. And I tell him the story. He kind of knew, he knew enough about himself that it, he, there was no shock there. Right. And there was no apology either. Yeah. He thought it was fantastic. He was proud of himself. Yeah, for, I bet he was. You know, demeaning a little you know, <laughs> sure. seven-year-old sure. twerp, you know, that whatever. So he was proud it's consistent. of it. But I said, now, you know, I want that autograph I didn't get however many 30 whatever years ago or whatever it was. And he said, okay, give him the football, the silver Sharpie. And he writes, two Al, you look great in pink. Bill oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> and it's salmon. It's salmon. That's what you should have told him. Salmon. Yeah. salmon. salmon. But you know what? At <laughs> yeah. least he had a sense of humor 100 years later. He did. Like, and yeah. It, yeah. I Shame saw somebody just say that Jay-Z the other day. I was watching a little clip Jay-Z had on a suit. They said, you look good in pink. Jay-Z said, actually, it's salmon. <laughs> I swear to God, What's wrong with pink? I love it. I yeah. love pink. Yeah, you know what I mean? he got that line pink. from me. That's I mean, right. That's exactly that what right. it was? New York, that New York got thing. Friends got it from me. They all got it. Yeah. yeah, that's the way you make yourself feel better when you're seven years old. The moral of this story is Bill Parcells is going to Bill Parcells. Right, right. You know, that's just going to happen. Could have been the same. It might have been mob, too. Is mob the same color? 
you're getting outside of my anyhow. <laughs> anyhow, let's get back to the internship, Big Seth. Yeah. Can we get back to the internship? We can. Because I was to yeah, avoid yeah, that I know I you were, Big Seth. Because you know, around here, Big Seth is known as being a little bit of a hard ass. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, Preach and I, we see it. You feel it all the time, man. Come on, man. All the time. No, no it's come on, good. man. Preach more than more than yeah, I do. Maybe was. preach yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> but. What I want to know is, and I know you have to have some great stories. What was it like working for this guy right Oh, here? boy. And it had to be a lot of uh, well, very interesting. Well, after I yeah. just... Yeah, I know, I know. Let's it. cancel lunch because this is going to take a little longer. So, you know. Oh, well, geez. I have two... I'll, I'll say it two ways. He was a hard guy to work for because he was demanding. And when you're in it, sometimes there were good moments. There were bad moments. There were times that I thought, boy, he's too tough on me. He doesn't need to be, you know. Uh, but in hindsight, and I'm not just saying this because he's here. I've said this about you when you're not around and about you. Among other other things, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, it really made me the, the professional that I am more than almost anybody else. I slipped I up a little bit. I slipped up a little bit when I was introducing you. He did a, a, a guest lecture for my St. John's class and I was talking about just the love I have for him and all this stuff. And I start getting emotional. You didn't notice that, hopefully? I, I didn't. I didn't. But Zoom. my students are like, looking like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? We're <laughs> getting ready for class. But there were moments. It made me a little emotional. There were, there were moments. You know, we, we shared a room together, you know, on the road, you know, a couple times. I think I left a, a towel, like, freaking on the sink. And he Pick came in. Pick your shit up, dude. No, but it was like, I mean, it was like a little towel. It was, it was not, a, no one in the world is like, hey, Big Al, come here. We got to talk. He's like, you know, we're sharing this bathroom. I didn't even see the towel. I mean, it wasn't like I left shit all over I the place. I did not see it. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, there were moments like that. He sent me, you know, he, uh, I'm wearing, hopefully these are clean, Seth. But uh, he, you know, there were moments where, you know, you're working hard in the in the internship. My shoes weren't shined oh for a couple God. of days. And, you know, oh he, he, made, he made a point of it. But let me tell you something. Those are things now that I think about. It, you know, Harvey always said that, George Steinbrenner prepared him for Don Shula. Oh, my God. Seth Levitt prepared me for the New York what? Yankees. Got you. Okay. Uh, ah, okay. And I realized it as I'm soon as... I'm a little as, torn here right now. I just got compared <laughs> yeah. to the boss. I, I realized it as soon as, you know, you don't know what you're dealing... You know, you don't know what you have when you're in it. I realized that as soon as I left, this guy really had my best interests at heart. And he made me better. And he busted my chops for good reason. Did I really get and on you about not shining your shoes, though? A couple times. Hey, a military, time. like, <laughs> like military around here, man. Oh, I'm, but I'm, I, I'm a little embarrassed. There's somebody sitting somewhere in the video department going, I told you. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it really did. It really did. The, the, the attention to detail. I've never worked with anybody who had attention to detail like you. Yeah. It was a pain in the ass a lot of time. But it was exactly what I needed at that time. I wish I had realized it maybe a little couple months earlier because right. I wasn't the best well, intern. Well, clearly you figured something out. Figured it out. I took notes and I said, uh, you know, whatever mistakes I made, whatever things I didn't do as good as Seth had probably thought I should, I figured it out and I made sure to, to do those things. And that's a tribute to you. You've well, influenced a lot of lives and I know that and I'm one of them. So I, thank I, you. Thank you. I'm humbled. Mm -hmm. I am a little embarrassed because one of the other things, Juice, was 
I would write him about being on time. I think that was like the main thing yeah. that stands out to and me. thanks for getting here today. And then I showed up late today. <laughs> I'm calling you guys going, I'm running late, guys, and I can't blame it on traffic, yeah. and I can't blame it on whatever. James is like, are you good? Are you good? Yeah. And, I, and so I show up, and these guys are waiting on That's me. Right. So, well, well, apparently I'm falling apart, but I'm glad so that good. these words, that yeah. I, my fraudulent acts yeah. led to you building Well, you know what the problem career. was? I mean, you know what the, the tardiness was that, you know, I lived in Miami Lakes. Yeah. Uh, I'd live there from going to St. Thomas. Sure. Um, Gotta wake up earlier. Well, Ooh. no, that wasn't actually the problem. The Dolphins needed to move the facility here. Well, they figured that out. Earlier. Right. No, I, exactly. <laughs> I think in the mindset, I you know, that was the biggest job I had had at that point. I think maybe there were there were times I I needed to kind of focus a little more. And if the Dolphins facility was here, I still would have got up later. And still, been yeah, <laughs> man, that's, you know, that's a skill. That's yeah, a skill yeah, it is. Clearly, it is. I've lost it. No, 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 no. Now, you talk about working for Big Seth or, I mean, trying to work for trying. Big Seth. What about working with Harvey? That would be Yeah, that's what I want. Let's get on Harvey Let's a little bit. Let's get this bit. off Got to ask some good Harvey oh, stuff as well. Oh, boy. I mean, he was, <laughs> you know, being a Dolphins fan, and I know this is going to kill you to, to, to make him sound any more famous or whatever, but being a Dolphins, I knew who he was. No, like, it doesn't kill me. Harvey, he's, I, uh, he's, he's like yeah, a legend. Yeah, yeah. He is. So, he's He's a trivial pursuit question. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't yeah. believe me, just ask him because like, he still carries <laughs> He's got the car in his pocket. He carries it in his wallet. wallet. Yes. But he's, a, he's just a, he's an amazing guy. And I learned, I didn't work as closely with him as I did with Seth or Neil because he was the, the boss. I was the intern. But I learned a lot from watching him. He was, you know, meticulous. He did more than... You know, I think had us doing more than other media relations department did. I never I made more that. copies in my life <laughs> since of clips of, you know, game notes. And I mean, all the, I just can't even, I can't even, like, age, yeah, I can't even sure. like wrap my head around it. Yeah. That, that copying machine would literally break every day <laughs> just from use. Right. Like it was just overused every day, not every week, or it would break every single day. That guy would be in there. A copy machine needed like a day. CDA. Right. Like a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he was, he was fantastic. He was, and he was funny as hell. Like, I mean, the, the things he would say and the stuff that would come out of his mouth, you know, he'd walk into the room, into the, into where we were, into our office area there, and he's got like half a loaf of bread in his mouth and he's eating it. And that was his lunch, you know. So his, Harvey's thing was like, you know, he'd say, well, you're not going to take lunch today, right? You're just going to grab some. You, you got a minute to have lunch. You know, I remember that once. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it was like, well, no, Harvey, I'm going to eat more than a loaf of bread for the next three hours. Like, right. I'm going to eat something, <laughs> you know, whatever. And he just, he was set in his ways. He had his, these are the stories we can tell, Seth. <laughs> yeah, and you, you don't know? even know the whole thing. Harvey and the bread, the whole deal. You know, and oh, then oh, when oh, I got oh. to the Yankees, everybody was like, you know, I told them I'd work for Harvey. Like, does he still eat that bread? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. You know, George Steinbrenner, I think, kicked him out of a out of the car once, going to a restaurant because he got into the car, going out for dinner with a loaf of bread, and George said, "Crumbs are falling get that bread out of the yeah, the crumbs were on Gal's desk." And, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know that one. My favorite Harvey bread story, Juice. And I don't know if you know this one either. So he was at a press box, and a lot of press boxes they serve hot dogs. And so he went over there and he grabbed a plate, and then he grabbed two hot dog buns, and then he just passed the hot dogs. He just kept going. And the person was like, "Well, sir, did you want a hot dog?" He goes, "No, I like mine plain." <laughs> he just kept... I was like, "Well, I think the main course is the hot dog itself, yeah. Harvey." But that's I awesome. Like mine plain. That's it's awesome. Classic. That's what was the Alindo story? What was that one? Sometime I think it was early in the year, September. We were playing the New England Patriots down. Here. Always comes back to them. Always comes back to them. 
And, you know, one of the great things that you guys did with that internship is you gave the intern so much responsibility. So one of the things that I remember that I had to do was there was always a list of players. There were interview requests for those players that had already been approved and set up. And yep. it was my job to go out, get Olindo after practice, bring him to a, a room not as ex extravagant as this, but whatever, to call the, the closet. I mean. <laughs> yeah, bring him to this closet, lock him in the closet, you know, call the, the person who would be interviewing him. So there's a live radio interview for a new uh, radio station in New England. I think it was like the Thursday or Friday before the game. And, you know, previewing the game, but kind of profiling him as well and the whole thing. So I call, I get the, the guys on. All right, we're going to have him on in, you know, a minute or whatever. And he gets on and it's supposed to be 10 minutes. Yeah. And they go long and, and I'm like going like, Force. you know, what do you, yeah, right, exactly. What, what do you, how do you want to handle it? Or when he was cool about that and, and that was all good and, we got towards the end of it, and he was very gracious with his time. He was very candid. The whole great guy, obviously, yeah, right? Yeah. Goes through it, and the guy goes, hey, real homer, needless to say. Hey, Olindo, thanks for your time. I wish I, you know, I, I'd say good luck, but really, I kind of hope you miss a couple wide right. Wow. And I, and I was, he was on speaker, so I could hear it. And I'm like, uh, I don't even know what to say. And he was not happy. He didn't make a scene or anything on the radio just kind of like hung up basically yeah looked at me and and i kind of like look we kind of like looked at each other i mean i'm green as hell and, <laughs> yeah like dude are you, you know so i looked and i'm like uh, you know i'm sorry that happened i think i'm gonna you know i'm gonna tell seth and we're gonna and escalate Harvey, this yeah <laughs> let's bring this to the boss man so i i walked to you to your cubicle <laughs> take that to the guy down the and hall. i'm like, that's exactly seth didn't even <laughs> say take that to the guy down the hall and he just literally and i'm he went like this. <laughs> he just started pointing like he was one of those guys at the airport, you know, with the, you know, yeah. on the and runway. And like, Harvey's guys. It's go, probably right. EEI or one of those. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I couldn't remember the name of the guys. station. So I knocked on the door and, you know, I, and uh, I'm sure he was, you know, eating some He's bread or whatever. But hey, I, typing. He's on I, typing. Yeah, typing. So I said, hey, I, you know, I need to talk to you about something, boss. And I, and I told him the whole thing. And. I probably learned more about Harvey in that moment than at any other time. Like there's different PR guys who would take a di you know, different levels of, of a, a, a stance on it. Let's just say he's give me the phone number. Give me that guy's phone number. Give me that station phone number right now, right now, right now. And he got it and he called and he said, did you just say to my kicker, you know, that you hope he misses a couple wide, right? And the guy's like, Oh, the producer's like, we were just joking around. Did you say it or not? Yes. Don't you even get on the plane and come down here. Your credential is revoked. I don't ever want to see you in the man. press box. I don't ever see you Hard in the don't play, man. And there were some F-bombs and, you know, lots of other words. And screaming his voice. I mean, I've never heard his voice, <laughs> get his pitch of his voice that, that octave. And he screamed. And then the other thing he did, and this, this reminded me of George Steinbrenner. He did a, a like, roundhouse hang-up of the phone. <laughs> he brought it back here and just... Boom, and he slammed it, it so hard that the, it didn't even stay on the phone. The receiver just <laughs> bounced off and, you know, and whatever. And I, and I looked at him like, God, I hope I didn't misplay this. And he was, he protected me. He was great, you know, whatever. And he marched down to, to see Olindo. He apologized. He told him what he did. And I just thought as a, a PR person, your job is to garner publicity for the team. You sure. need the media and you want to get, you know, as much good publicity. But it kind of taught me that their first responsibility is protecting that that logo, protecting those players, and nobody did it better than that. And that that was it right there. That's it was awesome. I love That's it. so good. That's outstanding. Harvey would go zero yeah. to sixty on you quick, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he did not 
play. Mm -mm. But as I'm sitting here being compared to Harvey, <laughs> I think it's about time that I just shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you, you know, you did mention that as an intern, you got some unique opportunities. You did mention that we were roomies on the road. Yeah. That, that tells you how elevated I was that, right. that my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you even have a roommate? Oh, you, you had I did. At the beginning, I did. For and then, a bit. Yeah. And then, then I eventually got yeah. your own room. Yeah. yeah. So I had the intern. Yeah, and um, which you know, big big Al and I, big Al dropping towels on the floor apparently, yeah. and all oh, that yeah. stuff. One, one towel, one time. But, hey, but whatever. Talk, talk about what that experience was like, because I think so. People who listen to this, it's awesome when we have the OJ McDuffies of the world, and you know whether it's first round draft picks or who you know their favorite players that have come on here. But there's something that I think the the average fan can listen to and appreciate from a person that. That like yourself just is a, was a fan like them. You decided to pursue a career like this, and next thing you know, you're traveling with the circus in a lot of ways. You know, it's got to be yeah. a unique experience. And talk about what that was like to get on the team charter, to travel, and to you know, was there anything that stood out to you that was unique or different or crazy when, when you had those opportunities? Yeah, I think the first thing that stood out was you imagine something, you dream about something. Those aspects of the job, the realization of it was even better than the fantasy or the dream. It, it, and it was just the, the quiet moments. It was, you know, even after a loss, I remember just kind of wanting to be in that inner sanctum so badly. Yeah. And then you're literally in it. And, of course, most important, I, I, I always understood the importance of being professional. And it was a job. And I hope I acted like it was a job other than, you know, with the towels and stuff. But, <laughs> the towel uh, story, I don't even remember. Yeah. Oh, but, what you know, a psychopath but that was, I was. And, and you kept us busy enough on the plane and the sure. bus and everything that, you know, you didn't have a lot. But there were those moments where, you know, I remember when we played the Jets in New York and lost. And it was a tough game. And it was like 9-6 to six or 6-3 six to three or something. Yeah. And Dan Marino was doing... Um, CBS, I guess. At the oh, I was going to say, Dan, 2002. So, he, yeah, so yeah. he would have been, yeah. yep. He and he had to ride with us coming back. Sounds so this is right. like my childhood hero. And Jay Fiedler, Ray Lucas uh, are sitting, you know, there or whatever. And just seeing Dan with them and kind of like going through the game with them and all that. I was in the back and they were kind of, uh, he was in the back as well. And Jay, I remember, kept coming back and talking to him. Yeah. And, and Ray as well. And just like things like that, that was like, I mean that that was like the wildest dream I could ever imagine. Yeah, it was right. it was mind blowing. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't imagine it. You know, once on a on a on a bus ride to the stadium, I don't remember exactly where we were. I got quote unquote stuck sitting next to Zach Thomas on the bus, and he's got his music on. I remember he had he had a a different soundtrack or whatever for each game, and I yep. was kind of like eavesdropping, not talking to him. Don't worry. You know, whatever. But I know how <laughs> focused he was at that time. Because clearly yeah, he yeah. And he will be in the Hall of Fame, yeah. and that's for sure. But um, I sure hope so. I don't know how he's not, but I'm sure. I know this isn't a political it's a whole other thing, show. but yeah, he's, he's going to be, and I can't wait for the day. And I, I look forward to that. And then we're going to get him in Yankees Magazine or sport. But <laughs> anyway, but you know, moments like that are unforgettable. They're, yeah. they're amazing, and 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 just you know, it's just the quiet things you observe. That 20 years later, I remember so well. I remember where guys sat. I remember seeing my name on a, a flight manifest with the likes of Zach Thomas and Ricky Williams and, you know, things like that. I remember Dave Wanstatt always walking back and forth up and down the plane and talking to players and, 
things Running like that. His and just through his hair yeah. at, the, at the time. Yeah, and, eat, and <laughs> eating <laughs> eating cold cuts. Yeah, you know that's what I remember. You know, so vividly. they did do that though. They would come back <laughs> yeah. and talk. He would, yeah. And so like things like that were really really special. Another kind of full circle moment. My grandfather was still alive at the time when I when I worked for you and living in in uh, Lake Worth, Florida, okay. Palm Beach County. My dad came down. For two games that year, I remember early in the season, I think it was the Jets here and the Patriots here, and picked up my grandfather and brought him to the game. And he was not that, not really well or whatever, but that, you know, having them at the game talk about another full circle moment. Yeah. Like, that was really special. One of the Friday nights before Saturday, Friday night, I think before the game, my, my, I lived in Miami Lakes. My dad and I went to Don Shula's Steakhouse and Dave Wanstatt was there. And I didn't say anything to him. He's at the bar and he sees me and, you know, like this. And he walks over and I introduce my dad to him. He said, man, your son is doing a great job. He's got a real future in this industry. And like, again, that meant like, I, I can't even tell you what, like, so moments right. like that really, really stood out. And of course that, awesome. that trip to Buffalo was another one that was ridiculous. Uh, was which one was that? So 2002 was that when Ricky went off for like 200 and something yards? He went off for 200 and something yards. Oh, I remember he took the first play from scrimmage in the second half to the house. Yeah. It was snowing like a mother at that point. It but you know by the third quarter, I remember how cold I was on the sideline. <laughs> it was cold, man. It was the snow bitter. was coming sideways mm -hmm. over the stadium, Boy, and then things fell apart. Yeah, things fell apart. The guys. Uh, Starts slipping and sliding a little bit. The guys that were wearing aqua and orange were yeah. slipping and sliding yeah. a little bit and the ball was popping out. But what I remember about that trip back was we got on the buses and the police escort, I'm sure this is purposeful in Buffalo, yeah. were not there. So we sat for like 15 minutes in that like, in parking lot. Yeah. Fans were Go pretty on. close. Yeah, they're right up on you. And all you just, yeah. you remember this? Oh, yeah. Boom. Boom. I mean, it's Boom. every time. And it was snow. Oh, it's so okay. I thought yeah. I was special. Well, yeah. I mean, you were special. But it was... <laughs> you were definitely special. Right? I mean, that, that's, yeah. that was, that's they were notorious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, grandma with the eight-mile fastball throwing at you, man. Yeah. So, yeah. No matter what they are Flipping you off when you're trying to question. 1,000 cents. Speaking of fastballs, Big Seth, we're going to talk about your favorite sport. Oh, I knew baseball. it was coming. Oh, yeah. we know you, I know you have an allergy for baseball. I, I know. know <laughs> this, man. You know what I mean? You try to avoid it at all costs. But I'm going to ease this into this a little bit. I appreciate you know? it. I kind of set us up for it. Because <laughs> as you mentioned before, you know, Al, his position with the Yankees, you know, he's the senior director of publications for the team. But even in that position, I noticed that he finds a way to infuse a little dolphin talk or some dolphins <laughs> into that. So tell me, how do you manage to – you know, even though you were the Yankees, to still get a, an opportunity to throw some dolphin talk in there at the time. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the the powers that be don't ever add up the ratio of art of sports uh, of dolphin art of sports right, subjects right. to non-dolphin ones. Are you strategic? Do you try and like throw in some stuff to to I, disguise it? Camouflage I, it a little I'm bit? strategic. Yes, I'm strategic in. Doing it every other year, let's okay. say, you know, not, not more than, not more than once every couple of years. So I try to be <laughs> smart about it there. But yeah, you know, like I was saying, I, you know, I started that art of sport piece to just kind of be able to interview other people. And I really didn't, people outside of the, the, the Yankee spectrum, let's right. say, and I really didn't know how it was going to go. The first guy I interviewed for it was a was Ernie Acorsi, who was a former GM of the Giants, sure. and that was kind of like a natural because he was like a crazy 
He was a bigger baseball fan than Seth. That's hard to believe. No, he was a bigger baseball <laughs> fan wow, than that's, anybody. That's pretty big fan. He was. Uh, he was a. Cr- he's a crazy Yankees fan. So that was an easy one. And my best friend works for him. My best friend since third grade is the uh, assistant director of player personnel for the Giants. And he, you know, he worked for Ernie, so they had a relationship. He hooked me up with him. We went out for dinner and did it. And I, I thought maybe this is it. You know, maybe we'll do this once a year or whatever. And I just kind of saw an opportunity there. I said, well, this could be something really cool. And I'm going to work my butt off. And the more I did it, the more that I kept kind of learning about the Yankees brand was that no matter who I sat down with, O.J. McDuffie talked about, you know, being from Ohio where the Yankees minor league team was. So there's always a connection mm-hmm. back to the Yankees. And I, sometimes I would Strategy, go into the interview yeah. and I would know what the connection was. Peyton Manning had come to Yankee Stadium, was really close with Derek Jeter. Jeter went out to Indianapolis to see him break uh, Dan Marino's touchdown record or one record, of the records, yeah. which yeah. I know it breaks my yeah, heart too. But, you know, so there was a natural connection going into the interview. With you, I didn't really know what the connection was, but I just kind of over time realized that there will be a connection. I, I don't know what it is. That even if they don't really like the Yankees, there's respect for the brand. Right. There's respect for all the damn championships. Yeah, and, I mean, Yankees yeah. and, yeah. And, and being a Cleveland fan. Yeah, it's a little tough. It's a little tough. But like I said, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, though, near Columbus, Ohio, where the, their minor league team oh, played. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Columbus Clippers. There you go. And then if all else fails... You just hit them with, what are your thoughts on Derek Jeter? Yeah, that's it. And they always, I mean, there's no one in the world working in there. Everybody loves him, you know what I mean? So the the piece kind of just took off. And again, then it became this labor of love that I could literally find opportunities to sit down with people who I either had tremendous admiration for, like you, somebody I always wanted to meet, Dan Marino, Duper, Clayton, or people who like, well, you know, maybe I'll see, it might take a couple years, but I'm going to try to get... George Bush. I'm going to try to get Bill Clinton. I'm going to try to get Barack Obama. Got all of them. Got every one of them to sit down with me. And that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. So that's kind of where wow. it, where yeah. it went. Former so. president. Well, I, I want to know. Yeah, I, they're, they're okay. You know, Not okay. Things is okay. Come on. Let's, but uh, I want to go back. To, I want to go back to Marino. Yeah. Now, yeah. Tell us about going back to Danny's home. <laughs> yeah, when you went back to Pittsburgh with Danny. Talk about that. That would be so, I mean, so special. Yeah. Talk about like the... The things we were talking about, Seth, with, you know, being on the bus and having a relationship with him like you do. And, and you know, your your childhood sports hero is uh, is amazing. Yeah. It's beyond it's it's beyond what you could have ever I could have ever imagined. So the way that that happened was I first did this art of sport with him where I brought him to Yankee Stadium. Harvey hooks me up with Ralph mm-hmm. Stringer, another podcast hero. Ralph was like all day. Yeah. Ralph was like, you know, yeah, if you're willing to, you know, have him come to the stadium, give him a tour. It was in the winter, actually. Maybe he'll do it. Finally, he said, yeah, you know what? I think he's going to do it. You got to send, you know, pick him up in a car, bring him to Yankee Stadium, whatever. So we did this artist sport at Yankee Stadium, did a photo shoot at the at the stadium with him. Brought him to my office, did the interview. It was a cold, like, Saturday. I can't believe he gave you that much time. <laughs> I can't like, believe Dan gave you that much for, like, time. two hours. Oh, man. It was I'm, awesome. Unbelievable. It was really neat. And then we kind of, like, stayed in touch. I was talking to Scott Stone, uh, another great, great, Absolutely. longtime Dolphins employee and Absolutely. one of my, you know, best friends. 
don't know if I should say that publicly, but anyway. It's no. in there now. I can't edit it out, <laughs> no, or I have to answer Scott. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, you know, I was like, hey, you know, we, we start talking about maybe doing some freelance work for him, and he knew everything I had done with Danny in, in New York and, and all that stuff, and I would always pitch to him, you know, it's 2013, you know, that's the anniversary of him being drafted. Can I do a story for you? I don't care. I'll pay you to do it. Sure. So I called Dan directly and asked, are you going to be in Pittsburgh at any time? And I kind of had this idea from these stories I was doing in Yankees magazine, these hometown stories where I would take a player back to their home, Joe Torre in Brooklyn, or spend a day with him in his home, really where their roots were and where it all began. I said, I want to do this with Dan. This would be the ultimate hometown story. Sure. In Pittsburgh. Dan Marino in Pittsburgh. I mean, right? So he just so happened to be going back to home to do something with Anthony's Cold Fire Pizza. They had just, they were opening them all over the place. Love it. Said, I'll be there. And I said, all right, well, can we, you know, carve out a certain amount of time and, you know, working with Ralph and his crew and whatever. And sure, he's going to fly in this time. You have to pick him up at the airport. I rented a limo. I had my dad with me. My dad made the trip. How about this damn publications yeah. budget? Can we yeah. talk about no, that? No, that? that was an Al Santosiri budget. Oh, that's <laughs> not a publications budget. So if my boss hears that, that was a, got it. That's got a it, personal credit card. Uh, but, you know, a limo in Pittsburgh is a little more affordable than New York City. Fair. That's what I learned. I, Fair. I, I wasn't Everything, and anywhere yeah, in the world is no more affordable. Doubt yeah, that's true. City. So my dad and I picked him up at the Pittsburgh airport, and we drove to South Oakland. And his dad, Danny's dad, had passed away a couple years prior to that. I don't know exactly how far. And he said he had not been back at his house or at Dan Marino Field since then. And he told us that in the car going Mm. there. Hadn't been back. He's like, this is going to be really emotional. And for somebody trying to write a story where they're trying to show an athlete or a a person in a different light, in a light that he's not been seen, that's music to your ears. You, you, you're salivating over yeah, that, you know, yeah. and not that I want to make this a sad day for him or whatever, but that was really, really interesting. So we pull up to the house that he grew up in and the church that he was, you know, of altar boy at is across the street and the whole deal. So, wow. crazy. so we pull up and he goes, oh, good, we're here. And he gets out of the limo and there's a bunch of steps to the front door. And he. But is this his hat? Like, no, his mom had sold the house. Someone so that, it's not a Marino property. No, no, anymore. no one, and they don't know who owns this house. At least not house. by title. Yeah. Right. I guess I buried the lead there. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, mom's not around. No, 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 no connection to this homeowner whatsoever. Okay. And he gets out of the limo, and you know, don't ever say that he's not fast, because he walked up those stairs like, you know, I was hustling to try to keep up with him. And he gets to the front door. I'm like, where the where the hell is he going? Like, I look at my dad, and and my dad's a lawyer, and you know, former prosecutor, and so his mind is like, uh, this is you know, we're gonna, you know, whatever. So, I, and I'm just like, Let's just stay here. Let me. So I walk up. I'm like, uh, don't mean to pry, but like, what the hell are you doing? And as I'm saying this, he's opening the screen door and not knocking, but grabbing the the door handle and trying to open it. Like turning the handle Damn. to try to open. I'm like, wow. thank God that the door was locked right. and no one was home. Oh, but it didn't end there. So I was like, I don't think anyone's home. Let's leave. He's like, no, we're good. He's knocking. He's turning the handle. 
I mean, when he said this is Damn. my town, this is his town. Yeah, that is his town. Sure. That'll sure. always be his house, I guess. And that's what he <laughs> reminded This is always my effing house. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple more expletives. Uh-huh. So he goes back down the stairs. I'm like, okay, good. That nightmare's over. Right. No. What do you say we get back in the car, Dan? Yeah, let, yeah let's go to the fields. You know, let's do anything right. but be here. Let's take that. We had a photographer take sure. a photo in front of the house. Like, nope. Walks around. There's a little gate, kind of like the, you know, the little fence at the Orange Bowl, you know, like uh, right. onto the field, little latch, opens it. And we're, now we're in the backyard. So you followed him. Yeah, I the followed him because I was like afraid of what the hell was going to happen. Right, like, right. I mean, someone could have been home, you know, like whatever. So it ended up that it, it was a uh, like a fraternity house for a group of kids that were at the University of Pittsburgh. You could see the university right there. So they had a hot tub in the back. <laughs> and on the hot tub were all like beer bottles and stuff. So he sees that and he starts like mother effing these, who the hell's doing this? This is ridiculous. Like, oh, I love this it. Shit's clean all up my shit. Yeah, yeah, this is my house. <laughs> and I'm like, he's going to like make me clean up the beer bottles. <laughs> That's right. Pick up the towel. Yeah, pick up that <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. If you were See? there, God, I, you know. So, so I'm like, whatever, you know. Oh, I love it. And thankfully, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm in the backyard, and there's other houses behind it and here. And I'm, all I'm doing is looking up in the windows and just hoping no one sees us trespassing yeah. and does something, whatever. And thankfully, it was it was like a weekday. No one was home. Well, those kids whatever. actually go to class. Good. Good. Well, yeah, they were kids. sleeping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they saw it was Dan Marino. And we're like, well, it's his place. So well, it's, it's, that's, it's, that's it was his house. Good. But it was one of the best favorite stories I've written. We walked down to Dan Marino Field, and that was the – kind of the the hook of the story walking from the house to the field his father used to take him after work Mm. when his father would get home from work from that house to that field it wasn't called dan marino field then to the field yeah it was waiting to be waiting to be and taught him how to play football on that field taught him how to play baseball so we're walking he's talking about his dad he's talking about that walk and it was very emotional for him and i you know i'm recording it and it was emotional for me just as a as a parent, as a, a son, but it made the, the whole story was written there, <laughs> like yeah, before awesome. we even got yeah. to the field. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I would ask you, I don't even know if I want to ask this question, following up, you know, with a great story about Danny, man, and going back home, man. So I'd, I'd hate to talk about another quarterback, Big Seth. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But, so, but this, this might, this need this to might be, be told. I know, you know, Art of Sport, you've <laughs> interviewed some interesting guys, and we'll talk about this other quarterback. Wore the wrong colors, of course. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, the wrong colors. You talked about being in this cold weather as an intern with Big Seth up in Buffalo. Jim Kelly. You know, <laughs> I, I understand that <laughs> your encounter with him was interesting, to say the least. Not as warm not as, as the yeah, Marino. Not, he wasn't, wasn't as fuzzy as the no. Marino deal, huh? <laughs> no, no, not not quite. Not quite, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, I, I went up to Buffalo. We were, we were doing two stories up there. We were doing... Uh, uh, story on New Era because we had the New Era Pinstripe Bowl for so many mm-hmm. years. And again, opportunities. I think like Penn State that. played in that inaugural, right? I think Penn State might have played in that. They played in it. Yeah, they did, and they so won. So you know what I just realized? I'm sorry to just break the mood here. How Al has to find a connection to the Yankees every time, no matter who it is yeah. with Art of Sports. Juice will find the Penn State connection. Oh yeah, <laughs> there will be a moment, and it yeah. will happen. So yeah, it is exactly. a, a unique skill set that you both share. Well, let's sorry. go. We'll go. Carry on. On. I've never seen a game there, so right. I want to. I want to go and watch a game there Bet. with you. We'll take you. As well, and you know, right. share a room. I won't. Right. You know, I, won't, I just won't use the bathroom. I won't shower. I you won't can use it, man. I, right. I, yeah, I've just thrown all those rules out. So we we set up this interview with with Jim. I, I I did Thurman Thomas the next year up there, 
he was a lot nicer. Than Jim, but, I love that. But anyway, we um, we set it up similar to the we we did it on the fifty yard line on the Bills logo, sacrilege, right? But we set it up similar to the Parcells interview. I had a football as a prop. Uh-huh. Also, maybe I'll have him sign it. Yeah. So before the interview starts, we're just sitting there kind of waiting, and he goes, "What's the football for?" I said, "Well, <clears throat> we're going to use it as a prop. We had our photographer there." you know, for the photo, I said, but I also, for my blog on Yankees.com, I had this weird thing. Every quarterback I interviewed, I got them to throw me a pass. Dan, I caught a pass from Dan Marino, Phil Sims, Joe Namath, a couple others. I said, so you don't have to do anything like real, dude. Like just, you know, like we'll stand like 10 feet away. The photographer will be in between us. Just toss it, get the ball in the air. It'll be something really special for me. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know, whatever. To do the interview, we get done, and Scott Birch told former Bills PR guy, great yep. guy. Well, I don't know if he's a great guy after this story, right? <laughs> he's like, Sounds hey, good guy, man. Al, yeah, he is. I'm kidding. He he is a wonderful guy. He said, hey, Al interned for Harvey and the Dolphins. He goes, oh, that's cool. Do you want to do that? We can do that pass now. I go, yeah, okay. I'm wearing a sport coat and a shirt like this, pants, the whole deal. I'm like, okay, you know, he's like right there. The photographer kind of goes over here like, okay. He goes, no, no, no. Similar to Dan in his house in Pittsburgh. He goes, no, 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 this is my house. We're going to do it the way I want to do it. I'm like, okay, this is just a photo op, you know. And yeah, I, Not anymore. Yeah, and I suck at football. So, like, <laughs> let's – yeah, I'm not O.J. McDuffie. Uh, so he's like, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to run a 15-yard post pattern. I'm like, okay. First thing I did is took my jacket off. Roll up my sleeves because I'm like, I'm literally running a post pattern. So run 10 yards out and then turn on the post. So I'm like standing, goes, no, 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 like go, go out to the flat. Like, okay. So I, you know, I go out, it says hike and I run the 10 yards out. And you know, on a post pattern, you, your body kind of turns when you get to the, Is to that the right? post. That's correct. Am I saying oh, correct. that right? That's correct. I mean, <laughs> talking, telling you to the post. how to catch yeah, Anything pass. else you want to... I literally on, headed on the to way the to goal run that post. That's yeah, where, that's okay. Where from. Is that why they call So I didn't know that either. Oh. So as my body turns towards him, towards the quarterback, as it starts to turn, not really fully turned, but starts to turn, the football is here. Oh, it's on fastball, me. Didn't he? And when I say fastball, I mean fastball like, again, I played football through my freshman year in high school, OJ. <laughs> like, fastball like I've never seen in my life like He's unbelievable the thing, right? you know, and got... it was here it wasn't here yeah. it was here right at the right at my nose and by the i mean literally i am not a religious person but i'll say anyway by the grace of god i don't even know how like literally i don't know how i got my hands in front of my face fast enough my foot went up in the air like this and i catch it and i literally go not from the force of it but just from my clumsiness catch it and go back and fall on my back and I'm laying on the field and I have it. And he's like, yeah. And, I, and I'm just like, he was trying to hit me. To, like, I don't, I don't understand. So is he celebrating his accuracy or the fact you caught it? That's he was so, impressed. So you're that I caught it. Well, yeah. And I, cause I'm not impressed. Like I just got lucky. It was unbelievable. Uh, but I have a signed football that says to Al, great catch, Jim Kelly. So nice. he did sign it. He did sign it. Yeah. And he was cool yeah. after that, but he should be cool because, yeah, he tried to kill you. I mean, I he mean, should he be in jail for that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he survived the attempt. Well, we're going to let you get out of here. I already delayed things by showing up late, going against all my rules. Uh, but 
as you're on a podcast today, mm -hmm. I think it's kind of interesting, as much as we've talked about your writing and publications, you now are a podcaster yourself. <laughs> So tell us what exactly is, what's it called, the Yankees Magazine Podcast? Yeah. That's creative title. And so t tell us what that is and, and how you've enjoyed the transition from telling stories through print to telling stories through podcasts. Well, we started uh, just a couple years ago and what it kind of allows us to do, and I do enjoy it. It's not as good as this podcast. I, I hope not. I am sure. <laughs> we got people to answer to. Yeah. Please. But what we do is... Myself and my two deputy editors uh, who write the majority of the long-form feature stories. We talk a little bit about the team, but kind of like what you guys do. It's not a day-to-day, -day, you know, this is what happened last night in right. the game and all that stuff. It's more of an in-depth thing. What it really allows us to do is tell the backstory for the story that they're going to see, that fans are going to see in print. So if I did a story with, you know... Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. Talk about, talk the, about the football Got almost it. killing me. And, it, and you know, we, we'll talk 15, 20 minutes about each feature and, and also what's going on with the state of the game, the, the team and, and all that stuff. And, you know, there's always a lot of excitement around the Yankees. So we do integrate that into it. But it's been a lot of fun. It's yeah. fun to, to kind of, you know, just like this, you know, talk about the, the things that people don't know when right. they're reading the story. Pull the, the curtain story. back a little Pull bit. the curtain back. Talk about it. It's been enjoyable. We'll have some players on from time to time. Uh, we're trying to do more of that, you know, once we get rocking and rolling this year. I haven't done it that much to this point, but that's fun too to, to kind of talk about, uh, have them kind of articulate what they articulated in the interview. So it's fun. It's, 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 awesome, it's great, but we're, we're aspiring to, to reach the levels you guys oh, have. Stop it, man. And stop I am, it. and I might be a little biased, but I am the, the biggest fan of the fish tank. I listen to every episode. It's, it's really that love. Yeah, that's why man. he's here. Yeah, yeah exactly that's right. Well, that's so stuff. Jeff Darlington from ESPN was on the show and he was talking about a quarterback and he said, ultimately, he goes, I'm pretty transparent. I like people who like me. And so I think it's right. great advice. Right. And so that's yeah. why you're here. You're a big fish tank <laughs> fan. And, and, you know, it's time for you to be on the show. Absolutely. All kidding aside, uh, I appreciate the kind words. After hearing back some of the yeah, stories yeah, that yeah, I tried right. to forget, Juice, I, I appreciate that you still talk to me <laughs> if I was that big of a jerk. But uh, no, no, it was great to have you here, man, and some fun stuff, and appreciate you sharing it. Thank you. Thanks. So great to be here. Real honor being with both of you guys, really. Thank you. Hey, thanks for diving in, Al. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. Dolphins, number one, one. of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when we dive up in that fish tank, Okay, this one for them diehards Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie 
Bringing up stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it. Dolphin fans never budget. We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about the fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in. Look at that fish tank. Aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish 